Hello, and welcome to True Horrors with Meg and Rachel. Every week we discuss a horror film and the true stories that inspired, influenced, or bear striking resemblance to them. Be warned for spoilers and adult themes. I'm Meg. And I'm Rachel. This is True Horrors. Do we want to tell our audience, although you're listening to these on a weekly basis, we've actually had quite a hiatus um, on our end? <laughs> like, oh my god, like... Like a year? Like... Probably, yeah. Probably a year. Wow. We've grown so much. It's definitely, it's gonna, again, have that, like, new podcast feel, <laughs> that excitement, you know, like... Of it going through. Um, I definitely can tell what state of mind I was in when we recorded last time because I picked The Conjuring, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely was like, there was a time when we were first starting where I was like, I'm going to save The Conjuring for something really <laughs> special. But then when we recorded, I was like, you know what? Let's do The Conjuring. Like, let's do it. And it's the perfect one to get us back in because it's so great. Um. You know that old gif of an octopus walking along the seafloor that just says nope like three times? That's how I feel about this movie. (laughs) Just the whole time. That's why I love it because I think I kind of was a little bit on the outs with horror when I first saw it, which was like when I first moved. And I I decided to watch it just like in my room and I definitely thought it was going to be stupid. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of in the mood for that. And then it's like dark and I'm in my room and I'm by myself. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't like this one bit. (laughs) So funny story. I was watching this last night and it was, it was only like seven 30, but it was dark out. And it was that moment when, um, I already I forget everyone's name all the time. And I wrote everyone's name Thank and the you. ages and the um how which girl like is oldest to youngest on the margin. So no. Are you Excellent. talking about the mother Carolyn? No, 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 no. I'm actually talking about the ghost hunters. Oh. Um, Ed and Lorraine. Ed, Ed and Lorraine. Lorraine. Yes. Um when they first come to the house and they right when they start talking about the banging happening in threes. I start hearing some fucking noises from underneath no. my floor, which like there there's a basement apartment down there. That's also the cellar. That's where all like the plumbing and stuff is. And I was having some water issues and the sounds kept going and it was like the same. It, it kind of sounded like somebody had a wrench or something, but like I had to pause the movie and just sit there for a couple minutes and just be like, okay, this is a moment in my life that is happening and I'm going to get through it. And it's really weird because, like, that usually doesn't happen when I watch horror movies. I'm usually, like, pretty good at separating myself, you know, separating reality from fiction. But I don't know. That made it, <laughs> that moment made it real difficult. Well, when I watched it for the first time, I was in bed. And I just remember slowly pulling my legs up to me. Oh like. God. Um, but the only time anything like that's ever happened to me is when I was watching heredity, which I really was not that scared by. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is interesting, but I'm really not that like as scared as people had. And then, um, my broom and dustpan fell. (laughs) Oh God. And I was like, Oh God, I've angered the movie. (laughs) But yes, I wrote everyone's names in the margin. Um, and, um, I love this movie so much. I mean, let's just start, let's just start at some wider themes of Mm -hmm. things I love. I love that this is a movie that parallels the ghost hunters and the family it's happening Mm -hmm. to, because I think a lot of times all you focus on the family and then this like mystical person, usually an older woman like comes in and is able to be like, Ooh, let me tell you about ghosts. But you were watching the Warrens and you were seeing them as normal people who I love the Warrens in this whole series. Uh I love how chill they are. I love how like non-preachy they are. Mm -hmm. Like they're kind of like, are the kids baptized? And they're like, no. And it's like, okay, we're we're probably going to piss off the ghosts because we're here. (laughs) Just FYI. But they also, they make a point to have them go to a house where it's not haunted. Yes. And have them explain it and then have Lorraine be like, it rarely is Mm -hmm. like peace. And I was like, 
that I really enjoyed because it was sort of this idea they're there, they're helpful, but they don't want these things to be there. Right. And so I love that parallel of like, you were sitting there going like, when are they going to get to the Warrens? They have to get to the Warrens as Mm -hmm. opposed to it seeming like a plot point. It was like two stories intertwining. So I love that overall thing. Um, I also really love how I love, I love their relationship just all around. Um, I love how he is like just the tiniest bit overprotective, but she is always just like, no, no, I'm, I'm coming. And he's always, he, he gives in very quickly. Like, They've got like a really good like partnership there. Yes. And it's, it's really nice to, there's always those relationships they'll show in kind of supernatural things where one's a real believer and one's Mm -hmm. not. And I'm like, how is that a relationship? Because you fundamentally, whereas their relationship, which I'm sure one day we'll do the conjuring too, Mm -hmm. is that they both believed these things and found each other. And that's why they say God brought us together and that they believe that, which I love how she just like says it when he tries to be overprotective. She's like, God brought us together. Bye. (laughs) I mean, are you going to argue with God? Like this is what he brought us together for. It's like when they're going to order pizza, she's like, God brought us together. We're getting my toppings. But I definitely enjoyed them. And I like how, it was. He was protective, but he wasn't like overbearing to the point where I was like, can you just let her hear the ghosts? It was like you understood where he was coming from, which was that like they're fighting evil spirits that might want his wife. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, maybe we should slow down. And she's like, maybe you should slow down. <laughs> like, um, But no, I really enjoyed their dynamic. I mean, I also enjoyed I feel like Hollywood has like poisoned the straight married relationship to a point where like anytime I see a couple where it seems like they genuinely love and respect and appreciate each other I'm like oh wow isn't that nice to see (laughs) I know though like for real (laughs) like both the couples are just like oh my god they actually like each other they're happily married like I mean it's hard they've got five kids but like they're doing it yeah Mm. that's sweet um can we talk about the 70s yes I was a big thing that I was thinking about the whole time I was watching it. You know, I love that sweet mid century to seventies aesthetic. Yes. The music, when the music started playing, I was like, Ooh, yeah, they're doing it. They're going for it. I love that song so much just for the record. Um, But is there, there are a few other songs that I think encapsulate the seventies more. Like when it plays, it's like, that's the mm seventies. Like that's, I was just talking to somebody how there are some songs that are very timeless and there are some songs that are um, basically like time capsules. Yes. Like you hear it and it's so of its time. Glenn Miller. Um, Everything Glenn Miller ever wrote. <laughs> that is that is how you uh, tell anyone that your movie takes place in the 40s. You just throw on some Glenn Miller. Um, okay. We, we're, we've been going back and forth, but I want to go back to the beginning. Okay. Could that doll be any more sinister? Oh my God, and they who were made like, that doll? And they were just like, this doll clearly wants to be our friend. <laughs> I was like, honey, that doll is so... Because, like, the real Annabelle is just a Raggedy Ann doll. Mm-hmm. So, like, and in some ways that's scarier. <laughs> but in other ways, it's just I mean, like... Raggedy Ann dolls are pretty terrifying. I'm not going to lie. Well, it's also that like there, it's like a one in every home kind of feel. Mm-hmm. But that doll, who would have made that doll if it wasn't for nefarious purposes? It's so sinister. Also, <laughs> their reaction when the girls are like, "So we told the doll it could come hang yes! out," and they're both like, "Oh my god!" Just like praying for the Lord to give them strength <laughs> in that moment, not because of the demon, but because they're like, "What the actual fuck." <laughs> Um, I though was very proud of them because in the beginning when they noticed the doll moving around, I was proud of them for just assuming it was home invasion because I'm telling you the first time I noticed a doll move in my house, I I would be going for the sage. Like I'd go out and get a special blend of anti-demon sage. And then if that didn't work, I would just leave the country. I mean, that doll, I, 
Another thing I love overarching about this movie is how sometimes it's like what it doesn't show, but you know is there. Right. And so like when the girls open the door and the doll isn't there, just the note, but then they open the other door and scream, Mm -hmm. you know what's there. Like you don't need to be... The director trusts the audience in a right. way that they sometimes don't in horror, mm-hmm. um, and I really appreciate that. Um, also, every dog always knows. Yes, and I'm so sick of people not listening to their dogs. Although I was thinking about it when I was watching it. If I moved to a new house and my dog was reluctant to walk in, I would just assume she's afraid of the floor because my dog is afraid of hardwood floors. So... I don't know where my first sign is going to come from if I move into a new place with a ghost or a demon. No. And I love, oh, and just for the record, Roger and Carolyn are the parents. The girls are in oldest, youngest, mm-hmm. Andrea, Nancy, Christine, Cindy, April. I don't okay. expect you to remember, but just that's, that's, that's how the names go. And then, um, Ed and Lorraine's daughter is Judy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the lighting change when April finds the toy. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. that toy is so creepy. So clearly haunted. Why did they let her keep that? So haunted. Like, even if it wasn't haunted, there's something very weird about finding a toy like that just sitting out there. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't, like, water damaged or whatever. And they say they got the house from the bank, so how long mm-hmm. has someone not lived there? Like, there's just something very very weird about that. I keep saying sinister, but that's what this whole movie is. It's just like, um, and there's a lot of lighting changes they Mm -hmm. do and a lot of wide shots, which is an audience. You're like, what is it? What is it? What is it? Mm -hmm. And like, I think that's a really good tactic. Um, on that note, they also make such great use of silence. Like a lot of horror movies overdo it with the ominous music. Like the original Halloween is a really good example of that. Like I love that movie, but they play the tension music and then nothing ever happens. Um, but there's something so off-putting about silence. Like when you know like something is about to happen and there's, there's just nothing. Like you're used to music being there and it being gone. Like I noticed it every single time. Yes. And one thing I feel like is in a lot of horrors, that's your signal that you're about to get jump scared. But there really aren't a lot of what I'd consider to be traditional Mm -hmm. jump scares in this movie. It's more that, like, you know something's there, they know something's there, Mm -hmm. but you don't see it. And I also love – these people aren't stupid. Right. Like, the things that are happening – like, in a lot of horror movies, they give you almost a sense of grandeur in the sense that it's like, if that was me, I would know. I wouldn't be like, here's this haunted book that fell off the shelf and I'm going to read out of it. like (laughs) Out loud in Latin. But I was just like, uh, finish my punchlines. I love it. But in this, everything that starts going wrong in the beginning, why would you immediately jump to your house has a demon? Like mm-hmm. all the things seem very like, although I will say if there's ever a boarded up cellar or basement or attic, that's a huge red flag. Okay. Okay. I wanted us to play this game called finding aborted up cellar nightmare or dream come true i've got some pros and cons Ooh. should we do the pros or the cons first let's do pros pros there's gonna be a, there's hopefully and this was the case for them gonna be a lot of junk in it and i mean you know my passion for other people's garbage <laughs> um the other one is there's a lot of intrigue, which means now you've got to do some research about your house. Like, and you also know my passion for research. Um, I only have two of each. It's not that intense. So let's move to the cons. Um, it's probably haunted. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's, that was, that's it's almost always con, haunted. Yeah. Um, and if it's not haunted, it, it's a space where someone could live without your knowledge. Maybe someone yeah. is already living there. So like... I have not come down on one side or the other because you know how much I don't want to live in a place where someone is living without my knowledge. Rachel's really controversial with that. That's I know. one of her things, Again, one of her weird things. We talked about it with the boy. It's my biggest, most irrational fear. Well, my thing is, I just can't think of why a room or a cellar or an attic 
would be boarded up if it wasn't haunted. Like that's mm-hmm. why it would really throw me off that it was boarded up. I'd be like, why was it boarded up? Like it's one thing if like, right. Oh, there's the door to the basement. Like, and they left all this crap, like cool. But it's that it was boarded up that I'm like, someone mm-hmm. did that. And like, why? Um, but I love that they seem like a real family. The right. siblings seem like real family. I think when a horror movie is scariest is when it feels very real life. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's the seventies, so it's not our real life, but it felt like they were really normal. Right. And I think the scariest things are stuff like this happening in a normal period, like in something, you know? Right. Um, I'm trying to see what else. Oh, I had a game I wanted to play too. Oh, sweet. At what point in this movie would you have noped out? Um, okay. Okay. Hold on. Cause there's that, that really like insane scene where like the first night where like, they know for sure that something is wrong, but like, I have a list here of all of these signs and the one for me, like the, the worst scene for me was that like that scene where the mom and the youngest are playing hide and clap. That was, but the thing is, it's really difficult to say that's the moment I would have noped out because she has a blindfold on and she doesn't see the hands that we see. Like she just hears the sounds and like, that's a, I'm really bad at telling where sounds come from to begin with. So that's a game I should never play, but I would have just been able to convince myself that I, well, no, cause she's in the room. I don't know. I think it's really easy psychologically to say it must, there must be a rational explanation for this mm-hmm. because, and we talk about this a lot as far as where we fall, neither of us are the person in the horror movie is going to be like, there's no such thing as ghosts, right. but I definitely fall more on the spectrum of believer. I feel like, and I think it's because it's almost like a game in my head because I'm like, that's how they get you is that you in these movies is that you try to rationalize it. Mm -hmm. But like, that is terrifying because she went to that wardrobe because she heard something, but then Mm -hmm. she tells herself there's no way she could have heard like it. You see it in her mind, Mm -hmm. but it's like, clearly like you hear where the noise is coming from. Like that's terrifying right next to her. So, so it's like the idea of, of doing that, which just a little bit more into that in our background, I'm more of the thing that, I think it's the concept of there being ghosts supernatural. Like we don't know what the universe is, Mm -hmm. aliens and all that. But also I think in today's day and age, there would be no way for there to be a come out of it all being real because there's no way everyone would believe it with our level of technology. Unless you've personally experienced something, you're most likely not going to believe it. I'm not sure if I would, if someone showed me a video and said, here's ghosts, like we just watched a horror movie. So that's why I sort of fall a little bit more of the, like, who knows, because it's not like we can ever like have solid proof unless you have it. And I'm Mm -hmm. in no way looking for spirits to give me solid proof. (laughs) I'm totally fine being somewhere in the middle, (laughs) like totally fine. (laughs) Not, not a call to action. Uh -uh. No. Um, which, Rachel lives in an, in a place that's much older than I do. Mm-hmm. So if anyone was going to be haunted, it's her. Oh yeah. It's definitely me. Like um, your neighbor, your town, like more than mine. Yeah. I mean, your town is definitely haunted. Well, I live in, we've mentioned that I live in a major, I live in a city. And so, um, which I feel comfortable saying because I mean, it's a city. Um, <laughs> But as many people have done things on, like, there aren't a lot of horror movies that take place in the middle of a city. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, murder-type horror movies, maybe. But as far as supernatural horror, those usually take place out in the middle of nowhere in places like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, As opposed to if we, when we start, when we have a horror movie that's more of, like, the serial killer horror movie, like, oh, yes, that's definitely more. But supernatural, there's a lot of psychology into why it doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. in a city. I mean, I've always felt like when I was a child, I was more afraid in my childhood home being alone. Right. And I lived in the suburbs. Whereas like 
I'm never really afraid because I'm just like, I feel like I'm surrounded by people, even in my apartment. So it's like, as opposed to being in the middle of nowhere. I mean, that's part of the whole city thing, but who knows? I think it's also hard to say when would you nope because it seems to be very spread out. Like I think the foot thing, but Christine's Mm -hmm. a little girl, right? but I think the foot thing. And then she actually sees something, which again, I love that we don't see it, but we know she's seeing something. Mm -hmm. She is crying. She is so distressed. And obviously that's as an adult when I would nope out, but she's the only one who saw it and she's a kid. And so like, well, and it was in the middle of the night. It would be so easy to be like, you were probably dreaming. Like, because it is a documented phenomenon that you can wake up but still be asleep and you will see things. Like, you will see demons around you a lot of the time when that happens to you. Um, the thing that would kind of push me over is she's sitting up, so she's clearly not suffering from sleep paralysis. Um, because usually yes. you will still be lying down. Um, but also it was 1971. So I don't know how widespread that knowledge was. They didn't have the internet to just learn all kinds of random facts. I can't believe she looked under the bed. Can I just oh say God. that if I experienced something like that, I would either like her door was open. So I would have either ran Mm-hmm. Like been like, okay, one, two, three, run. Or I just would have screamed. Yeah. And probably knowing me as a child, it would have been the running. Like I just mm-hmm. would have been like, and go. And then just like run. I never would have looked under the bed. I was like, girl. No, no, that was awful. Also, that scene was shot so well. It was so disorienting with the like mm-hmm. upside down and the flip. It Like that was so good. Because um, it tricks you into yes. wondering if you're seeing something. Yes. Um I also grew up with a house in a house that had pictures lining the stairs. <laughs> so I've always felt very seen by that. Like that was definitely <laughs> how I grew up. And when they all come flying down, I'm like, rude. So Do you know how hard rude. those are to hang? Like he's clearly just running down the stairs, knocking them over. Like in one, like that's so rude. Um, I love that you have the whole thing of them entering the house and they're like, Oh, who are these kids? And do, do, do. And then they go back and they're like, the second we entered, we knew something was wrong. (laughs) I love them so much. And they were just so chill about it Mm -hmm. and not like freaking them out. And the only time they really made like serious eye contact was when they were like, Oh yeah, well we like smell rotting flesh and there's like three beeps or whatever. And they were like, Oh, Okay. Yikes. <laughs> and then when when her voice didn't record and oh then god. it just turned on. Oh my god. At 307. Oh you my god. Ha- you have to wonder if you're if you're the Warrens, if every so often you're just like shut up to like a <laughs> ghost or a demon like you're like like Something like that, you kind of get used to anything. You can get used to any job. I wonder if it just becomes kind of a point where you're just like, can you not right now? Like, (laughs) I'm not impressed. I guess not, because they do make a point of kind of saying that it's usually ghosts. Right. Even though the stories we're hearing from them are demons, they do make a point of kind of saying it's usually not. Right. Yeah, I I can imagine getting annoyed by ghosts, but like... I don't know. If you get annoyed by a demon, maybe you should keep it to yourself. Um, I have, I wrote so much stuff in the beginning and then about when they come to like investigate the house, I just was watching and not writing. Cause I just love it so much. First of all, Same, Brett, no. Brett and Drew need a spinoff. Yes. Oh my God. They were my fave. Oh my God. I love them so much. <laughs> they need a spinoff. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they're going to, I don't, um, I haven't seen Annabelle comes home cause the other movies take place in the past, mm-hmm. but there is going to be a third conjuring. And so I'm like, bring back Drew and Brett. Cause I love them. Um, I also love that van. Oh my God. That, you know, that's my dream car, right? Yeah. They don't make them anymore. Well, actually, no, I think they started making them again recently, but I would want an original one, obviously. One thing I do want to say, I hope my death is one half as dramatic 
as that witch's death was. I'm not saying I'm going to climb up onto a tree, proclaim my love for Satan, and then jump down and hang myself. I don't want to do something that sinister. But I hope, I hope it's at least half as dramatic as that. What a way to go. You're leaving out the part where she cursed anyone who would be on her land. See, there were just so many things. How could I remember them all? Yeah. Best. I'm also like, how did she climb it? Were there other branches at some point? Like, or was it Satan? Did he help Probably her? Satan. Um, she just, I mean, she loves him. So can probably because he does things like help her climb trees. I mean, it's a great skill. <laughs> Can we talk about how the Warrens just live with this museum of horrors? Yes. I love that. And their that. daughter wants to see it, and, but isn't allowed. Like, oh my God. And everything in here. And it's like, can you imagine living somewhere where the room has to be blessed once a month? Yes. Oh it's my God. so haunted. And I get what they're saying. It's better like, to know it's all there, but still. Buy a second house for that stuff. Like... Maybe they should start charging for their services so they can buy a second house for all the all the demon things. Um, yeah, but I think that, I mean, this movie just, like, it's so good, and then it just takes off so much, like, mm-hmm. that that's why, like, I wasn't really writing things down because I was just, like, so captivated by that end, by how everything, you know, was going with them, mm-hmm. and... Um, so creepy when the demon tries to get Judy. Oh my God, the worst. Oh my God. I hate it so much. You have to wonder what it's like growing up in that house. Because yes, I there's mean, a do room. I? Do I have to wonder about it? <laughs> there's a room of haunted stuff, but also like your parents are very like loving and very supportive. And it seems like mm-hmm. she doesn't seem scared. Like, right. And so that's all very interesting. Also, I'm sorry, but that priest, when he was like, it's complicated because the kids aren't Catholic. I really oh want to be God. like, do you want me to show you that tape again? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are we really going to quibble? Like, Meg, you don't get to be a religion that has its own country with all the most valuable artifacts <laughs> from Judeo-Christian religions by just blessing everyone who comes to your door this is totally off topic (laughs) but ed dresses really well he does also those sideburns so 1971 (laughs) everything about it like everyone dressed but like even like to ghost hunt he's like better put on my best suit for the ghosts um but yeah, Dress and for I, the job you want, not the job you have. Well, and I also love all of their like 1970s ghost technology. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Um, yeah, and my final thing that I wrote down was I love that the end isn't a jump scare. It's once again yes. them making you think about like, am I seeing something? Am I seeing something? Mm-hmm. Um, which I loved. And I just love, like, I know that The Conjuring has moved on to be a, a series now of mm-hmm. different movies, um, which I love. And it's excellent, you know, as far as a series. Um, but I love how in this first movie, Annabelle is just there like a really odd Chekhov's gun mm-hmm. in the sense that, like, here's this super haunted doll we're going to tell you about. And it's just like exists. And now, like, right. again, if you've seen the others, we know the backstory of the doll and stuff like that. But I just think it's really for that movie just itself, it's like Mm -hmm. they keep having it, but like nothing really happens. Like the demon rocks the doll, but the actual demon in that doll doesn't really do anything. Right. Nope. Don't like it. Um, my final thought is that it's too bad that it takes place in 1971 when therapy is basically garbage because everyone in this movie is going to need so much of it. So much. And I definitely thought that about the two girls who their mother literally tried to murder them. Yes. Oh my God. What a nightmare. What a nightmare. Mm-mm. Okay. We're going to say 10 is you <laughs> die and one is, is you, you live. Okay. Um, 
I guess I'm not really sure, like, what keeps you alive. Like, like what is it in you that helps you fight off the demon that's trying to take over your body? Well, I would also say no one died in this movie, so our chances right. are really good. Right. But what helps her fight it off is love, is the right. fact that she loves her family. That's what mm-hmm. she uses to fight that. So, like... It, that's what she uses to fight that demon is the fact that she like loves her family and is able to, to overcome it, taking her over. Um, but yeah, this is like a, uh, this is an interesting movie to play that with because no one really dies. Right. I mean, as far as being a part of the movie, you can't really stop it because you don't really know that your house is haunted when you move in. Right. And like, I never understood why people didn't leave when I was a kid, but now I understand because you just can't sometimes yeah, financially you just afford bought a house. It. Like you just can't like even I rent, but I wouldn't be able to get out of my lease. Right. You know? So like I get that. So I guess it would be in the lows, like a zero or a one because mm-hmm. no one died. Yeah, I agree. So this is really interesting because this is the first one of the first, if not the first, I'm having trouble now remembering all of them we've done, but where it's truly based on true events. And I'm just mm. going to give one patented upfront allegedly, because right. I'm not going to say that everything. So just know that this story is told from the Warrens and from the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether or not this is kind of like what I was saying, either you believe in the supernatural or you don't because they right. all are in agreement about what happened right. and they still are to this day. And so either you don't believe it, you do believe it, but this is what they say happened. And so right. one thing I will say is this story is not going to be that different from the movie because Lorraine consulted. Um, right. She passed away in 2016 Ed passed away in 2006, um, but she consulted. And there's a great picture we're going to put on the Instagram, but all five girls came to the set and they're sitting on the steps of the house with the five actresses in front of them. Oh man. Um, So we're going to put that on. Carolyn was going to come, but then she was too scared and was just like, I don't want to come. But everyone, which I can't imagine why I I don't want to, I just really love reliving the worst moments of my life. For other people's entertainment. I love it. It's a hobby of mine. But all five of the girls and Lorraine and Carolyn all said this was basically it. Just some things were altered, which I'll go over. It was altered and it was condensed to be right. Hollywoody, which right. in that way makes it like any other true story Hollywood does where some things are changed just to be a better story narrative. Right. Um, But one thing that's interesting is Andrea, who doesn't get a lot of play in the movie, who's the oldest Mm -hmm. daughter, she is the most vocal. And she actually wrote some books about it, about what it was like living in that house. The book is called um, House of Darkness, House of Light. And so she wrote it. a good title. Yeah. And And one thing I think is really interesting is sometimes you will have these stories of hauntings. And when the kids grow up, they're like, it really wasn't like that. Or like it starts coming out. This is one of the few I've ever read where everyone is still to this day. Like, yeah, that just, it was what happened. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's interesting. Like that's really interesting is that they all Christine is the least, um, the one who wants to talk about it the least, like the others have all been varying degrees. They all agree that this, this movie captured it. But mm-hmm. um, Christine doesn't like to do interviews, doesn't like to do anything like that. Um, and Christine is the second youngest? No, Christine's the middle. middle. Um, okay. April's the baby. Then right. it's Cindy with the Cindy. long hair. And then Christine's the one who saw the monster in the movie. Yes. So okay. she, her um, her real part component doesn't really talk about it. So okay. I'm going to go over and I'm going to highlight what is very radically different. So. Okay. Um, the, and then I'm going to go over a few kind of like, that's really scary things. Um, Okay. So they bought the house in like December, 1970, moved in in January, 71. And it was a 14 bedroom, um, farmhouse, uh, style place. Did you say 14 bedroom or 14 room? 14 room. But I've always wondered 
I might have said 14 bedroom, but I think that's because in my head, I'm always trying to add up how many rooms and how they decide. <laughs> and I'm like, so it's living room, family room, is kitchen a room, but it's 14 yeah. room. Okay. Which, I mean, that's still a lot, but that's a lot of rooms, but it makes more sense than 14 bedrooms, even <laughs> if you have five girls. And I wondered that because the first time I ever heard about this and two of sets of girls were still sharing a room. I was like, I thought you had 14 bedrooms, but anyway, <laughs> um, they have 14 rooms. It was built in 1736 and it had 200 acres. All things we learned in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that's different is they didn't get it at auction. They did buy it from someone, but Rhode Island had no laws at the time. Right. I don't know if that's changed about disclosing murders or, disclosing supernatural but they did say that after they sold it the realtor told them to and i quote leave the lights on at night okay they didn't say that until after they made the sale it's it's too bad they didn't have yelp back then because oh my god they should leave that realtor the worst review ever what would you say like and there were some there were some accounts that it was either the realtor or the previous tenant but somebody told them that like that was the only thing they ever got of being like, that's a weird thing to say. Like, why would you say that to us? I don't know. But honestly, if that happened in a movie, it would be one of those. It, that's like the opening scene of a movie. I swear to God. Like, oh, my God. Anyway, continue. From day one, they said there was stuff that furniture would move. Toys would move. Things weren't in the same place. There was creaking. There was door slamming. They could hear whispers. Uh, no. They, Andrea said that when they moved into the house, like all the girls were really close and they didn't really have any problems, but they started to have a lot of animosity because they were all convinced the other ones were moving their stuff. And okay. so it caused this weird level of tension because they were all like, this must be you until the door slamming and the whispering started. Okay. Um, then they kind of knew what was going on. Um, Andrea said that her sisters would come crying to her room. Um, Cindy in particular, um, because there was a voice that was telling her there were dead bodies in the walls. Oh my God. No, that's, that's the second to last thing I want to be living in my, to be in my walls. The first being a living body. Yeah, I I just want to make that clear. And so Cindy was eight, which I feel like Cindy seemed about eight. Um, Yeah, yeah, like seven or eight. Like I Mm -hmm. felt like those ages were right. Um, So they had many different spirits in the house, which I think they kind of alluded to in the movie. And Mm -hmm. some were completely neutral. Um, There was one that would cry out in the night for mommy. There was one that the girls befriended named Manny, and there was one that would um, kiss their foreheads at night. That was like a, um, yes, but they said it was, it was a nice presence and that it smelled (laughs) like flowers and they knew it wasn't their mother because their mother smelled different. And so they were like, that one's fine. But there was one really violent one that seemed to target their mother. Mm -hmm. Now this is another difference from the movie. And this makes total sense as to why they changed this. It was a friend of the family that found the Warrens for them. So, like, why add another character? Yeah, why add a character? So, the Warrens came, and just like in the movie, they did the research on the house. And that's Mm -hmm. when they figured out all this shit. And they were like, we think we might know what's going on here. So, here are some of the things that happened in this house. Now, there's two ways to look at this. One is thinking this house existed for 200 years before they moved in. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't really know how much of this stuff needs to happen in one house and one plot of land and how much time it needs to be spread out to be really creepy. It's too much Mm -hmm. for me. But there were um, two suicides by hanging and one by poison. There was 11-year-old girl who was raped and murdered. Um, I will asterisk that by saying that although she lived in the house, there are some records that indicate that this happened to her outside of the property, but I'm still like, that's still not Mm, great. Yeah. Um, That doesn't make me feel better. No. Two drownings, four men who froze to death, and multiple other related over the 200 years of just people dying in violent or odd ways. Um, is this, so this, the whole 200 acres or the house? This is, um, when the property was owned by a single person. So it ended up being divided, Mm -hmm. but this was when it was all one. 
Okay. And then it was some of the things I read made it seem like even though in the movie they say that since that time the house had been divided, but that actually at the time of the movie um, of, in real life, the parents owned like a hundred acres of it. Okay. That they owned quite a bit of it because then they eventually had to sell it off because they actually lived in that house for a decade. Okay. And so, uh, also all of the stuff about Bathsheba, um, which I always look at that and think that can't be how that's pronounced, but it is. <laughs> she was real. Oh and it's extremely difficult to say how much of what is said about her is real because mm -hmm. of the records kept at the time. Right. We know she got married in 1844 and we know she lived in that house and we know she, because of census records, she mm -hmm. had four children and three died. Now for the time, that's not crazy, right. except there was one infant that when they, she, they were examined, had a head injury that the doctors believed looked like a sewing needle was put through the back of their head. Oh, my God. And that's the child that when they talk about it being sacrificed, that's the child. Okay. They, she was not convicted. There was not enough evidence to say mm -hmm. she was the one who did it. Right. But rumors swirled around the town that the reason she did it, that she did do it, and the reason she did was witchcraft. Right. I read one incredible article that was like, well, she was accused, like everyone thought she was like into Satan and was a witch, but I mean, I guess we'll never know. And I was just like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I guess we won't, <laughs> but it was such a, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's fair. Yep. We, we won't like, so again, um, all that stuff you can take with a grain of salt of the time. Right. They went with that. But then um, Carolyn, it is said, went to like a town historian who said she was also known for being a very strict and violent mistress that she would beat and starve the staff that worked for her. Yikes. So that might be where a lot of the rumors came from of her basically being evil. Right. Um, she did not hang herself. She died of old age. Oh, that's. That's so boring and pedestrian. Which is probably why they changed it. Yeah, um, I mean, again, I think that's the best movie death I've ever ex heard about. Um, the locals said that she turned to stone upon her death. Again, there's no proof that that's real. I don't know why. I think it was sort of like a wicked witch thing. Mm -hmm. Like she was so evil, she turned to stone. Um, but the belief was that she was targeting Carolyn because she saw herself as mistress of the house. So they kind of turned that a little bit in the movie to be mm. that, like, she's trying to get Carolyn to kill her kids. But right. in real life, it was that it seemed like she wanted Carolyn to die in order to become the mistress of the house and to stay gotcha. the mistress of the house is what they all believed. Okay. Um, the biggest difference in the whole thing is how this all ended. Ed never performed an exorcism. Lorraine said that's okay. the one thing she will stipulate. He never in his life performed an exorcism. He couldn't. He wasn't a priest. Right. Um, they did a seance, which Andrea okay. snuck down and watched, even though she wasn't supposed to. And she said it was the most terrifying moment of her life that her mother became possessed and the chair she was on flew against a wall. So her mother flew against a wall in this chair. Oh and that after that, Roger threw the Warrens out and wouldn't let them come back. Oh, because he said they were making it worse. Okay. So what ended up happening after that night, the um, spirit, they said, no longer possessed the mother. So the Warrens did help with that. But all the other spirits were still there. And they lived in that house okay. until 1980. And so there was kind of a funny part where it was basically saying that every time one of the girls graduated, they were like, peace out, never coming back. And one of the daughters, <laughs> I think the young, one of the younger ones, like apparently was like the last night was like, do whatever you want. Cause I'm never coming back. Like screw all of you like to the ghosts, <laughs> like, <laughs> but they couldn't get out of it. Like they sold some of the land to try to get money, but no mm -hmm. one was buying it in the seventh. Right. No one had the money to buy that kind of house. Right. And, and so they were stuck there till the eighties. Um, but I just really like the idea that the Warrens cleared out the more violent ghost. And then they just had to live there with like these ghosts <laughs> and just be like, God, I hate it here. Like <laughs> all these ghosts. Um, there was also some talk that 
the family believed that some of the spirits followed them. What the Warrens also allude to in the movie is that they are the ones who are haunted. So something weird on that is while all of the kids were on kids, they're grown women now were on set. Mm -hmm. Carolyn fell and broke her hip. Wow. And they all felt like it was spirits Mm -hmm. that they were mad that they were doing this because it's exposing like, they very much all come from the idea, including the Warrens, that talking about these things angers the, the demons okay. because if more people know about them, they know how to fight them, that, like, they don't want people mm-hmm. to know and so and keep it in the shadows. So either way, Carolyn fell while they were on set, and that's still that's creepy. creepy. Um, so this is where we get to the house, which still stands oh, today. Man. And I have – this might be my favorite part. So the person who bought it from them in the mm-hmm. 1980s, um, he wanted to like restore it and mm-hmm. flip it. He left in the middle of the night and left all this <laughs> stuff and then sold it again. So, but the person who owned the house when this movie came out was so pissed. <laughs> she want, they wanted to sue and mostly the um, wife is the one who's in a lot mm-hmm. of the articles wanted to sue and she did this whole thing where like she researched like the records of like Bathsheba and is like none of this is like um there's no proof to any Mm -hmm. of this and I was like no but they kind of like the records are from that time like no there isn't a lot of proof but you don't really have any way to disprove what they're saying and like there's some articles I read where she was like it's I've lived here and it hasn't been haunted. But then she says something really interesting in this interview, which is they're like, the interviewer was like, have you ever, so you haven't experienced any of the things they're talking about, things moving, creaking. And her response was, um, she was a person of logic and she always looks for a scientific explanation. And I'm like, that's not Mm -hmm. no bitch. Like, (laughs) That I'm sorry you live at Haunted Lane <laughs> and you're mad about it, but it everything made it seem like she was super invested in proving that her house mm-hmm. wasn't haunted. And I'm not super sure why. I mean, I know she was mad that people were trespassing, right. but that's with any house that becomes, right. you know, uh, famous in some way. But she was very invested in proving it wasn't haunted. And at one point she said that at some point between the guy who ran away and her getting the house, a minister and his wife lived in the house and they said they didn't experience anything. And Lorraine was like, cause it was a minister. <laughs> like he was blessing the house, <laughs> which again, I also thought was so funny, but they sold the house in 2019 and the residents who live there now are like, yeah, it's haunted. <laughs> like whatever. And they're like, we're trying to figure out at the article I read was like them being like, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do about that. Like, are we, should we open it up to the public? Should we bring someone in? Oh, they can make a ton of money running a haunted B&B. Yes. I was like, yeah, bring Mm -hmm. people in. I mean, do it. But I just thought it was so funny that she, she was real mad about it. I'm sure she still is. <laughs> is that like this house became popular and she was like, it's not haunted. And I was like, why? It doesn't really matter. Like there are so many haunted places and shows where people go there and the people who live there are like, eh, it's not haunted, like whatever. But she seemed real mad about it. And I was like, why? Um, for the record, I got all these things. We'll post the articles, but I got an article from history versus Hollywood. One of our favorites screen rant the 13th floor and an article in cosmopolitan um, about this. Some really good journalism. Sometimes they do is the thing. And like some of their stuff is so interesting um, that ends up on their website, not always in their magazine. It's just Um, those, those sex columns bring in the money. mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, but I, I just loved how much of this was so about it. Like the I keep saying kids, but the, uh, the children, the parent children, they said it was even scarier that, that everything that the movie was scary, but living, it was even scary. And there was stuff that was that like, but I think honestly, my takeaway from this again, whatever you believe, I think there's a lot of really fascinating things. And I know the Warrens are really controversial Mm -hmm. characters, which is why I really didn't focus on them. As much, um, I will say, um, 
that room in the house thing, that's real. Like, they did oh. that. Oh, God. Uh, so, you know, there are a lot of different stories. I mean, they can, they're they very uh, famous. They consulted on a lot of different things. And so there's a lot of, like, any public figure like that, there's a lot of controversial cases in mm-hmm. their past. But with this one, I just think it's how many years later and everyone from the kids to the adults is just like singing the same mm-hmm. song. So either way that makes it just a little bit creepier. Yes. I don't like it. I would definitely stay at that haunted B and B though. It's, it's just the regular ghosts now, right? I mean, yes. I mean, there hasn't, no one said anything else about like violence. Okay. Then sure. And like, yeah, I mean, I don't really love the idea. Like, even the ones that weren't violent sometimes were saying weird things. Like, I don't love the idea of a kid ghost yelling mama in oh, the yeah, middle of the night. Like that. I forgot about that one. I don't yeah, want to be kissed say, by I don't a want, ghost. I don't want to be kissed on the forehead. I don't think I'm going to stay at this B&B. We'll stay at a different haunted B&B, maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, usually, I mean, now we do, that was a bummer. But I don't really feel like this was a super no. bummer. It was creepy, uh, but... Um, I'm sure that we will do more of the conjuring. So we'll probably more of the conjuring series, you know, over our series is. So we'll have those, um, you know, more of their controversial cases. The third conjuring hasn't come out yet, but it's going to be about, I think the first case where in the United States where somebody used demonic possession as a defense. Oh, interesting. Um, which I, yeah, I was like, ooh. Um, That'll be fun. So, yeah. Um, again, this wasn't a bummer, but something that's also equally not a bummer. I'm trying to think. I don't remember what other things I've I done. Know. So I feel like I'm going to say something. I don't know if I said it before, but something that's not a bummer is my salt and pepper shakers. Oh. They're a gingerbread man and woman, and I love them. I love cute salt and pepper shakers. They are not a bummer. They do spill salt. Yeah, the salt one, the salt one does not hold its salt well, but I don't care. You know, what else is not a bummer is my super cute Frankenstein's monster, like squishy pillow thing. Like, you know, those super soft, squishy stuffed animal pillow things around Halloween. I got one that was Frankenstein's monster and it is not a bummer except when my dog tries to take it and chew on it. Huxley. Okay. So next week we are going, it's Rachel's pick and we're going to be doing the blob, the blob, the 1958 one. Um, real excited to do a, you know, one of the oldest, the classics. So Mm -hmm. thank you for listening. I'm back on brand. Definitely. Thank you for listening (laughs) and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.